everybody, and welcome back to the Why Should I podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Garcia, and I'm sitting here with three of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, the last time that we were all together doing this was at the very beginning of the Why Should I podcast. And so uh, we have learned a bit since then. Um, we were cackling quite loud on the last one, so we're going to do our best to contain ourselves this time. But um, today we're talking all about relationships. The context of this conversation, we are on a uh, what we hope to be an annual girls trip of ours. We call ourselves the self-proclaimed Fab Four. Uh, just a group of friends who um, have seen each other through a lot of different seasons and kind of a fun. Uh, so, yeah, we are, we're on a coastal getaway. We're calling it a granny coastal getaway because it's raining here and we're doing nothing but playing games and eating and watching movies. And um, so the microphone scares uh, a couple of the ladies around this conversation, but we are literally just in our uh, jammies on the couch and talking. So it's, this is going to be great. Um, but the last time that we talked, uh, well, yeah, the last time that we did a podcast, two of the three had different last names. <laughs> and so uh, we got some relatively newly weds. Uh, and so I think it's going to be a fun conversation with different perspectives. Um, so I have with me Janelle Gates. Iris Johnson and Stephanie Castile, and uh, yeah, bring different things to the table. Uh, Steph's journey, I joked with her and said she's God's favorite because she's been with her guy uh, since high school and got to bypass so much of the uh, just drama that is the dating world in 2023. So, girls, let's get into it. Y'all ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... We're talking relationships. The conversation is going to go a lot of different ways, but we're going to start off talking about green flags. So I'm Stephanie. I think that one of the biggest green flags, so like Rachel so kindly prefaced, I was blessed and highly favored to have <laughs> met my guy Amen. in high school. Um, Kevin is one of like the funniest people I've ever met, and I think I am like one of the most uptight, take everything so seriously. Um, end of the world kind of situation and so having Kevin his biggest green flag for me is that he takes things lighthearted. he's so funny and kind um and so I didn't know it then but I know now like my biggest green flag is probably just like how funny and lighthearted he is because life is can be really heavy and you can go through seasons and you don't know what like the future holds but um just having his humor has really been um one of the biggest green flags I think mm -hmm. I love that Very sweet no, I think that's like, that's so true. Like having some like levity in a relationship, like when things get really hard is like so needed. And mm -hmm. I know like how you are as a person, like you can definitely like get, yeah, you're like, probably like, yeah, preach. <laughs> but he's not, not that you don't have that levity, but I feel like you balance each other mm -hmm. out in that. Like when I feel like you're really very stressed about things, like I've seen him very much be like, it's not that big yeah. of a deal. Like, and it's the, the nice thing is like over time, it's like an, a learned thing for me. It's almost like I've adapted or adopted some of that mm -hmm. humor and light in that like yeah life can be heavy but it's also okay to have like that levity in it mm -hmm. and so it's just become part of who I am now which I'm like thank you lord I needed it <laughs> so okay. yeah look at y'all becoming one and everything oh, yeah. <laughs> um I think for me a really like big green flag that I looked for early on in dating was um 
the like their relationship with their family and like how quickly they like brought up their family and like how they talked about their family um so i i married luke (laughs) (laughs) um he like on our first date like we started talking about like where we fall and like our family tree and like his relationship with his siblings and I think even on our first date, like, he was telling me about, like, he makes a point of, like, going and seeing his family, like, every week, like, his parents, um, and I come from a family where that wasn't, like, always the priority, like, the interconnectedness, so that was something I really looked for, and and not just, like, someone connected, like, with their family, but, like, the manner of, like, respect he talked about them with, you know, it was, like, like a healthy environment I could tell pretty early on um yeah so green flag is good relationship with the family yeah yeah I love that um also this is Iris (laughs) I am the the last to be married of this married tripod (laughs) got married in March and so still definitely in my um honeymoon phase but uh for me I was thinking about green flag the thing I think that really stood out to me about my now husband, Aaron, is that he was very forward and vulnerable and e- like easy to communicate his emotions and his feelings around me and our relationship. Oof. And that's not something I had a lot of experience with. I think I got used to and almost kind of like liked and had fun with a bit of the game, like the chase and the pull and tug mm-hmm. of dating and like, do they like me or do I like them or where are we at in this? It was... At first, almost like, whoa, that's forward. (laughs) But I felt so grateful for it because I never had a question of where he was at. Like, he was very open of where he felt about me in the place of his life and his feelings, where he wanted us to go. Had zero fear about talking about the future. And I think that that just showed a lot of maturity to me and a lot of confidence in himself if he wasn't worried how I was going to react. It was just like, this is where I'm at and this is how I feel about you. And I'm not asking you to do the same, but I'm just letting you know of that's this. So refreshing is, to it that's is. not the norm. It is not. Like, that's, and that really, yeah. really stood out to me very early on about him. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is, in mm-hmm. my opinion, one of the greenest of green flags mm-hmm. yeah. is just intentionality and consistency, mm-hmm. not this, uh, do you like me one day? Do you not like me the next? Am I going to get a text back? Am I not like... I think just maturity, clarity yes. is kindness. Like just say where you're at. You don't, yeah, you can, you can keep the tension. You can keep things fun, totally. but that doesn't mean you can't be just honest and upfront and like, yes, just say where you're at. Preach. Um, another big one for me is men that find themselves in godly community. Yes. Um, because like friendship, obviously us, you know, it's so important. It's a big deal. Who's in your corner, you know, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Like Mm -hmm. who are the people that are holding you accountable that are helping you, you know, when you're down and out, whatever it is, like finding good godly people that can be in your circle, I think is absolutely huge. Totally. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that emotional availability, that's a big one. That's a really big one. All right. On the flip side of that coin, some red flags. I think there's like a kindness factor. And I think that can show itself in a lot of ways. If they are not considerate enough to put their grocery cart back where the grocery cart belongs, Mm -hmm. that is a point of concern because it's like you are 
not consider it enough to just put it's like a bigger issue yes really. move it's it a little bit over here of, yeah. also if they're not nice to wait staff if they're rude oh to service goodness, people yes. if they're rude to the flight attendants mm-hmm. if they treat people differently based off of their profession or status mm-hmm. in quotations that's concerning mm-hmm. um just little things like that i think you can be aware of also how does he treat and talk about his mom? It's oh, huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talks about like any member of their family yeah. or you when you're not around Absolutely. or their friends, like yeah. all this, which I don't know how you would hear how they talk about you, but you do they do talk hear. down about people? Exactly. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. probably going to be happening about you on the yeah. side. For so. sure. No, I think that was like one of the things that really attracted me about Luke is like he did not have a bad thing to say mm-hmm. about anyone mm-hmm. and like, ever. Like I've never heard him say a negative thing either. And you probably never will. Like yeah. we're married and he like doesn't That's talk so bad refreshing. about people. Mm-hmm. He's just really good at just seeing like the good in people. And I think like that was like one of the things that I found so attractive because a lot of people like I'm not like that all the time. And that's just like who he is, is like the scene. It's easier to gossip. Oh, it's so much easier. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think a big one is passiveness. Yes. And like a big thing on TikTok. I thought about doing like a whole podcast about this, but I I haven't because I'm not like very well versed in it, but a big idea of like masculine versus feminine energy. Mm -hmm. But like there's just such truth into like when a man is really actually in his masculine and is like leading and it's not in a domineering or you know narcissistic abusive way but just a true godly leader like Mm -hmm. we naturally as women can fall into our you know god-given femininity and like accept his leading and guiding and when on the flip side when they're passive when there's a lack of direction a lack of vision a lack of goals like that is not an attractive thing you know i think um a, a red flag is like just someone that has a complete lack of ambition, you know? Yes, it's like apathetic like, towards life. Yeah, if you can't lead yourself, how are you going to lead mm-hmm. a family, mm-hmm. you know? So true. Um, I, and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, kind of like going off of that, and I know like faith, like our faith is like all really important to us, mm-hmm. um, but I think in dating, like a really big ick for me would ha- kind of have to like pull out like what that guy's like relationship with god was like or like their involvement like you always initiating it yeah Yeah. or like not even like initiating them doing something but just like initiating the conversation Mm -hmm. about it like obviously it's something that's really important in the dating like world because you're trying to find your partner for life and it's like okay i have to be the start of this conversation like okay i'm fine with that he never initiates prayer in any context or anything yeah 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 Mm -hmm. that's huge another (laughs) ick and uh that i just find personally is like a guy's social media presence like if they follow literally nothing but like half naked instagram girls like that's an ick like you know and then there's the whole thing of like once you're in a relationship like liking and commenting and dming like all that stuff there is etiquette to it for sure you know so it's like having that mindfulness of the social media presence because it's just such a big part of our everyday lives like yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's huge (laughs) i think so and maybe like some guys like not been taught what's acceptable but like then being able to be like oh this hurts her feelings when this happens and like Mm -hmm. actually being understanding instead of being like oh it's just like my friend gonna like her for her like business or whatever (laughs) yeah Okay, sure. Um, nice. Yeah. 
It's yeah. like, but my feelings don't matter, but her business does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. And like how they respond to yeah. Yeah. how you feel Absolutely. about that or anything mm-hmm. else that bothers you, I guess, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Any sort of dismissal of feelings, a nick. Yeah. 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 Ooh, big one. Also, kind of green flag, red flag, but if they are good about admitting fault and apologizing, huge green flag. Yeah. Big red flag if they aren't. If they're mm-hmm. defensive and can't say I'm sorry and can't hear what was wrong or how it hurt your feelings or whatever, big issue. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a, yeah, <laughs> a continuation throughout. I mean, and there's yeah. day-to-day things. If it's just like a minor inconvenience that kind of bothers you, like mm-hmm. an apology goes a long way to just squash it immediately. Mm-hmm. And then there's also going to be much bigger things mm-hmm. that you need to be like extend forgiveness and grace for. And mm-hmm. if they're not willing to like give the olive branch, <laughs> how do you move forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big thing to look for. And like, it being genuine and not just being like exactly. oh, I'm tired of dealing with your yeah. emotions like oh, I'm just whatever sorry. I'm sorry that doesn't count that is not an apology yeah yeah no. I try to be mindful of like not talking too negatively about like the dating world because it's just the easy thing to do totally, you know to yeah. just be like yeah it's sick blah 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 but me and a friend do kind of joke that like the bar is really on the floor mm-hmm. in this day and age because like it's like if a guy will do some simple things it will put them like head and shoulders above bare other minimum. people like literal bare minimum stuff like plan the date initiate details like don't be like let's hang you know um what do you like to do yeah what do you want to like, do yeah like just being super vague like no yeah. say this time this place like take the lead on yeah. some of that stuff and like is that so is that like common oh, across exactly. the board oh, the bar yes. is set really low yes oh it's so oh low it is <laughs> and i think like i mean obviously like as you start farther into the relationship like it's nice to like return the favor and like plan dates for them but it's definitely like in the beginning you're like come on put in put in some Any effort. effort like please oh, yeah for sure for sure it's a give and take but yeah. at the beginning there's some initial leading mm-hmm. for sure that should be done mm-hmm. absolutely um, all right. I'm excited to hear a little bit about this one. This is kind of, will tap into your personal stories, but how did you know that your guy was the one? What was the thing that was like, I think this is in game. Something's <laughs> like, I saw him walking down the halls. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin in high school was what I call a unicorn. And I just thought I had him on like such a pedestal. He was just the most handsome person ever which like keep in mind I'm 17 like what do I know <laughs> but it worked out in my favor you I guess wrong. Like, you did I mean he was just so kind like he was in pals which um if you're familiar with it it's like they go to different elementary schools and hang out with kids that might have a harder time making friends or other things um he loved Jesus he was very open about it um very intelligent like was in really smart classes like all the things he was a musician and I was just like, ah. um, and so I literally was obsessed with him, but quiet about it. And then I don't know how the heck I won him over, but somehow I did. Um, you pretended maybe to some like fibbing, I know some fibbing was involved. He's very outdoorsy and I pretended to like hiking. And, well, that, yeah, it worked out anyway. Um, but yeah, I think those were all the initial qualities that attracted me to him. And I think when you start dating so young, like we dated throughout the rest of high school and all of college. Um, and got married shortly out of college, I think there's a lot of growing and maturing that happens and either you grow together or you grow apart. And so, I mean, I'm very thankful that the things that attracted me me to him in high school rang true throughout like our growing journey together. And honestly, like those were the initial like outward qualities, right? He had all these like 
just incredible inward qualities, the kindest person ever, like didn't say a bad word about anybody, was just so kind, generous. Um, like we were talking about green flags, like super kind of wait staff would be initiating and like plan dates at 17, 18, um, just like a wonderful human. And so I think, and funny, like literally the funniest person ever. And so I think looking back in just the short eight years, the qualities that initially attracted me to him then have just like grown and expanded. And I think that the complementary nature of like our personalities, our characters um, have like grown each other in better ways. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's Aww, making any sense, that's but so it's just like, sweet. I think it's good when you, like when you like bring out the best in each other. Like yes. he makes me want to improve in a lot of ways. And I feel like hopefully he would say the same about like totally. me and him. And we call out each other in each other. Like, Hey, I think maybe you could improve in this way. Like within like a loving kind yeah. way, but I don't know. You just like want to see that person improve. And I want to be better because of him. Cause he deserves better. And I think he feels the same way about me. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's really special to find a partner that you're like happily in the trenches with and can celebrate big when yeah. you're on the mountaintops too. I so. absolutely love the way Kev talks about you. It's like so <laughs> sweet. Like, I just think that's awesome. And he is a, a golden human. Yes. And a, a fun thing is he was a pretty pivotal part of your faith journey. Yeah. Yeah. I was not raised in church. Um, we were like, what we call, you know, the hall, the big holiday kind of families. And so I didn't, I wasn't raised in church. Kevin, um, joined our current church, my family. Um, and so he's, he was, he grew up there yeah. as a kid. And so he, um, roped me in to become a youth leader. And I was like, I don't even like, I mean, I was a believer at that point from other life journeys, but was not involved in church, didn't know what it meant to like be invested and in, in a church. And so he roped me in and I found my love for serving and, um, yeah. Aww. So he, he was a, he, yeah, he was a very big pivotal part of that. It's, uh, it's actually interesting because Stephanie became a leader in church and she became my leader in church. Oh, <laughs> oh is, that's fun. That's so cute. Fun I didn't simple. know that. Yeah. She was, she's my leader for, she's only a couple years older than me, but I mean, when you're that young, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. So yeah. she, she led me and obviously like we got really close over the years. <laughs> it's, been, it's been some time and it's funny because like, talking about like finding love and I'm going to try not to tear up when I think about this, but like, um, I, like my parents were separated like on and off, like growing up. And, um, I like, we do have, I do have good memories of them together, but I wouldn't say like, that's a bulk of my memory. Um, and I don't think I really understood like what a healthy relationship looked like. And I like very much latched on to Stephanie <laughs> in life. And um, I would just like always be their third wheel. Like I like slept in their living room multiple nights. <laughs> like we worked at the same church and it was just like, it was like, obviously I love just Stephanie's friendship in and of itself, but like her and Kevin's relationship was like very much like a healing thing for me to watch. Um, wow. Oh that actually really means a lot. Dang, <laughs> the tears are going to come. Um, but I think, like, not only are they both, like, amazing people independently, but, like, together, they just, yeah, I think just, like, to see them, like, they just, like, glow. And um, 
even when they're not glowing because like we're all human and we like have little tiffs and I remember like <laughs> earlier on if they like had a tiff in front of me like it would almost not like PTSD but like a little <laughs> a little bit <laughs> and I think we even had a joke and I'd be like mom and dad's welcome yeah <laughs> um and but I think like and through that I like saw like how you can like have little tiffs still like enjoy life together still like become better push each other to be better um and like throughout my dating experience, I was, Stephanie was always like listening to, this, listening to me um, babble on and on and on. And then Kevin would come in and like also listen to me babble. It was nice to have a, a male's perspective sometimes because oh, we're it. not always the most um, sensible, <laughs> rational, rational <laughs> Um Yeah. And um, I think as far as like back to your original question, yeah, let's like, move on from yeah. that. that means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I knew Luke was the one, I feel like a lot of things that I'd like seen in Stephanie and Kevin's relationship and like the, the graciousness that they had shown each other, like I, I felt that with him. And, um, also, again, like going back to my parents, not to be a broken record, <laughs> but um, I think I shared, I'm pretty open about like my parents' relationships and like the impact I feel like it's had on me. And I think I'd shared that with like other people I dated before. And I kind of felt like, like almost like uncomfortable sharing or like shameful about like my upbringing. Um, and when I like shared like things that had gone on with Luke, he, I just like, I just felt like so seen and so comforted. And he, although you might not know it unless you know him very well, he's a very sensitive guy and very much in touch with his emotions, which I very, I think again, childhood, I feel like I learned mm -hmm. how to turn them off. Um, so I think just seeing him, like, being able to, like, sit with me in my feelings and helping me understand them more, all while just, like, I don't know, just being so there for me. Um, and I think that just speaks to, like, who he is as a person. But, I, yeah, I think that's when I knew. I was like, this is, this is, like, my man. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. really sweet. Um, I think for me, it was a lot of different factors, but if I can, like the most prevalent thing is actually a little bit of what you're talking about with like the masculine feminine energy, mm -hmm. because I made a choice. I, I chose to pursue my career and other things first in my own like dreams and pursuits, which is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I did that for like a decade, truly. And I put zero emphasis on dating on a purpose because I had a series of long-term relationships that I feel like I kind of lost myself in all throughout high school and college. And when I got to a point of realizing I needed to find my own way, I think I put up a wall. And I think it's a little bit of our culture that has some like toxic ideas of hyper-independence, especially in women, that's really, really celebrated so much so that it creates a barricade for you building meaningful relationships with men. And I think for me, I did a lot of things that I'm so proud of and worked really hard and, you know, accomplished a lot of stuff that I dreamed of. And I think that I got to the point where 
I realized I really, I did always want to be married and I wanted that and I needed to figure out how to approach that path and bring down that wall. Um, but that's easier said than done when you've had a wall up for a really long time and just been on your own and take care of yourself. Um, and I think Aaron was really impactful to me because he's very gentle but strong at the same time. He's very strong in his convictions. He's very strong in his uh, like vulnerability and his feelings and his forwardness about that. And he also made me feel very safe and like I could let go and be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think the first time in my life I truly like experienced that level of trust and care. Mm -hmm. And I just felt very safe. And I felt like I, I joke about this, but this is a real thing. I have softened so much <laughs> since Aaron being in my life. Like I truly, not that crying is a good or a bad thing, but I like did not cry ever. And now I'm so soft and I cry at a, a song, a commercial, a thing. And I think that that's just a testament to like, I think I can be in my feminine a lot more because I feel really taken care of by the masculine oh, in my life. Yes. And that is not even something I knew that I was looking for or was necessary or until this kind of thing like happened within me, I realized that and I felt like I could cry to him and I could ask him for help and I could depend on someone else and it's not just all in me. That has been such a gift and that was like huge to me and has been, you know, in a lot of ways, like really healing as well for my own childhood and relationships with men and thing like that. It's just been like a really beautiful journey for me to like soften a little bit in that way. So I think that's so sweet because we can probably all attest to like, you're such a caretaker. And yeah. so before you met Aaron, like I was like, she just need someone who can take care of her. Not that you're not dependent and can't do independent and can't do that yourself. But be, like you said, you didn't know that it was something that you needed. And so the fact that he like revealed that to you in his own way is like, I just think that's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. There is something so special about like a strong man, but that can be like emotional and tender and like, mm -hmm. I call it a vulnerable boy, a strong vulnerable boy. Oh, love it. It's <laughs> like a superhero. <laughs> But there is a, such a sense of like confidence in being able to be empathetic and like share your feelings and also understand like when, when I'm going through something, being able to like intentionally listen and hear me out and take care of me and soothe me in a way that's not dismissive. Mm. It's, mm. it's huge. Yeah. Oh, so good. That was fun. I loved hearing that from y'all. Mm -hmm. All right. Shifting gears a little bit. We're really talking, speaking into the people in the current dating culture. Um, let's speak to the idea of analysis paralysis and not making a decision because culture has created the illusion that we all have endless options with apps and, you know, just the idea of a roster not i guess maybe a, a gear that switched in your head from like i am like gonna make a decision and like stick to one person and like kind of get off the hamster wheel a little bit mm -hmm. like i don't know did was there a shift in your mind when you're like okay i think i'm kind of done like with that <laughs> um 
feel like I'm the worst person for this. <laughs> I'm the best. Yep, uh, the best. Well, I feel like, one, I am a big proponent of apps. Um, both Iris <laughs> and I met our husbands on apps, Yay. so it's like, I'm not going to be the one <laughs> to talk trash about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I will say, and y'all can, <laughs> y'all know this, um, I very much was like actively dating multiple, I mean, not like going know, on dates. Yeah, I was going on yeah. dates. I wasn't like in a committed relationship, but yeah. going on dates with multiple people quite frequently. Um, and I think for me, it's like, it was like a toss up between like, do I commit to getting to know like one person and potentially like them ghosting me um or do I kind of like play the field see what's out there and then like go from go from there and I think I I, I quite honestly did <laughs> the latter <laughs> um I think I initially when I was on apps um because I, I found uh an ex-boyfriend on an app and but before that I was like very much I'm only going to date one person at a time and see where that goes and let it let it end if it ends um and then when I got on the apps again I was the complete opposite and I was like I'm gonna date as many people as I can um and just like have fun with it and like let it be light um but I think I also in doing that was very quickly able to weed people out of the roster yeah. <laughs> if you will call it like I, I had a role for myself that I had to go on two dates with people the same person to sit, figure out like if it, they were just weird on the first date with the jitters <laughs> um or if they're actually just that <laughs> person That's who um and then from there I'd be like okay I feel like second dates I get a good feeling of who they are and I either like want to be a little bit more intentional and putting more time into them or I need to move on and not waste their time and not get my emotions like pulled in um so I feel like as far as going a little bit farther feel free to interrupt me as you'd like <laughs> but um I think people will get like oh there's another like the grass is greener but I feel like the grass <clears throat> is like green where you water it totally so I think like for me like Luke checked like those initial boxes for me and I really wanted to like see if there was more to them than just like those surface boxes um and so I think after we'd been dating for about a month um is when I just decided I was like you know I I want to focus on just like growing us I will say he did ask me to be exclusive but not his girlfriend and that was kind of weird I was confused <laughs> by that Love Island anyone like, you get the reference what the difference I is. did ask and I was like it's the same but I'm just not calling you my boyfriend I guess Blame. um <laughs> anyway so he did push that a little bit farther forward but I was pretty much out of space where I was like all the the good foundation is here and I want to grow up more but but like I didn't answer your question, so Iris, please do it. <laughs> I love hearing y'all talk. Sorry, this sounds so annoying, but I love being part of y'all's like, or having been part of y'all's little dating app, watching you swipe. I feel like I, I don't envy it, but it was it was a journey, and then I enjoyed. It's a good game. Okay, go ahead. Iris. <laughs> I think if I can ask you any challenging question to that, you basically said you did both sides of it. You dated very intentionally one at a time, and then you dated everyone at the same time. 
what do you feel like was the pros and cons of those situations and would you have done anything differently or do you are you happy with how you did that um so as far as like me dating someone really intentionally it'd be like i hadn't gone on a date with them yet but we had a date scheduled and i'd be like i'm not scheduling anything else i'm not swiping on anyone else until i go and try this out I don't think that was healthy for my mental health because okay. I would hold so you put too many eggs in that basket before it even happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah. And I think I, I would come back from dates and be like, oh, I'm never going to find my person because mm-hmm. this person wasn't it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't regret the dating multiple people at the same time and being a little bit looser with it because it allowed me to like figure out what I wanted without being too emotionally invested in the those people that I was seeing and it's almost similar to like you go to a party or out to like a bar or something and you just meet multiple people like you just talk and get to know Mm -hmm. multiple multiple people and you're like I feel like your two date rule is is pretty solid like that sounds like the first date is probably always going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. Second date, it's like you're a little looser. You really get the vibe of the person. Yeah, I feel like that. That's a good. That's good. Yeah, and it's like I would I would keep things like, like I would I, I wasn't like kissing on first dates. Mm-hmm. I I was like actually trying to get to know them before mm-hmm. I like started developing like emotions for them, and I. I yeah, I feel like my second time around on the dating apps, I feel like I did it really well. Whereas the first one, I just, I was too much in it. Mm. No, that's good to know. That's good to know for your own headspace too. Like, it worked for you. Um, I think for me, I have a kind of a unique situation. And I think because I was not interested in the apps and I didn't want to go there. And it was kind of like a fine, I'll do it last resort situation because... I fully believed, when I finally decided, mind you, this is like, I don't know, eight years of not dating anyone purposefully. And then I decided, okay, well, I think maybe I'd like to start dating people. And then it was COVID. So I saw no one, (laughs) (laughs) nothing. So I had to figure out another form of communication and contact that was not happening naturally in my life. Um, And so, I got, yeah, I got Hinge, and I, I truly was only on there for a couple of months before I met Aaron, and then I was just like, okay, well, it worked. <laughs> you know? um, I think I always approached it, and I think you did too, of like, this is just another tool or method to meet people with the intention of meeting my husband, and I think that that approach and focus is very different than like, ooh, let's see what's out there, like, just like people are... I don't know. Disposable. Yes, disposable is such mm. a good word. And it's like, you make make an effort to go on a date, but that's my advice too to people that are struggling with online dating is don't put so much pressure on this first date. Like, meet them and see if you even like them at all. See if you want to hang out with them again. If not, it was one dinner or one coffee mm-hmm. or one whatever. It's not the end of the world. But also if you're not meeting people, you're not even opening the possibility mm-hmm. of meeting your spouse or whatever. So I think I think the analysis paralysis is very real and you can get into a dark space of swiping to the ends of the earth and never committing to anything, which I think if that's happening, some boundaries would be good of like how long you can spend on the app a day. I know a friend that did that of just like, I only give myself an hour, you know, of app time and then I'm done and that's it. And Mm -hmm. I go from there. I think you have to protect your mental health a little bit. And 
also having people around you, I think that can check in with you and be honest of like, all right, you're going into a bit of a spiral here. Like, let's pull it back. Um, but yeah, it is a real thing. And I think it's really toxic in our culture, but I think you can approach it with yeah. a positive mindset too. And to get over my like idea of not wanting to meet someone online and that not wanting to be my meet cute story. Mm-hmm. And I just did not love the idea of that. I truly believe now that your story is what you make it. And like, that is, that is just the beginning little nugget of it. And it truly doesn't even matter that you connected on an app or on Instagram or in the hall or whatever. Like, of course it's so cute to say like, you know, something really romantic, but also your story is going to be romantic to you and it doesn't Mm -hmm. even matter. So don't let that be a hang up. Just let it be another form of communication. That's really good. So kind of in that same idea, like what about when it doesn't look like you think it was going to look, whether that's like maybe you make more money than they do or like they live somewhere that you didn't plan to live. Like what about those like small things and where you have to like compromise? How would you kind of encourage people that maybe it's a little different than they had initially hoped or thought? Can I take this one? Yeah. So I believe that there's a difference between preference and deal breakers yeah and an ick is not a deal breaker if you're like ew he wears crocs absolutely not like for pete's sake like we can we can look past we can look past some of these things that are really they're not critical items Make sure that he, like, make your list of things that are very actually critical, foundational things that must, yes, non-negotiables to you. And that can't be, like, something really silly and superficial. I think if you're really looking for someone that you're going to spend decades with and grow old with and take care of each other when you're old, um, that stuff is not going to matter. And I think if you can get that out of your brain... And of course, you want to like them. You want to be attracted to them. I'm not saying that. But get rid of the like, if he wears jorts, absolutely not. Like, (laughs) these things can change. It ebbs and flows. There's probably things about you that are not the perfect checkbox either. And I think that that... Is it out of your head and yes. just like try to get past it if, yes. you love, if all the other boxes are checked and then, yeah. Correct. I, yes. I think even for like, if we're going to take like salary, for example, if like I was, if I was making more than Luke, it's like one of those things where it's like, again, is that going to be my make or break? Because like, maybe I'm making more than him now, but like. What if I, at some point, I'm unemployed? What if, like, I'm in a really bad accident? It's like, is he, like, I don't know. Is, like, money going to come in between, like, you being with a good human? And, like, in what capacity does that really matter if they're, like, like, a person that you in every other way want to like live your life with I right. mean, you, like those are those are the, the kind of things that in my opinion you can like figure out yeah. I don't know that just seems borderline like some of the things might be a little more prideful than yes anything. yes and to your point that ebbs and flows yeah like mm-hmm. you may make more now he may make more later you may take yeah. some time off work to be with kids and he may wear shorts now he might not later <laughs> 100% like crocs were out when they were an egg now they're in like, now they're yeah. very trendy things, so things you know. change all the time <laughs> yeah I think if you can get past some of that stuff for like the real meat of it it's going to be so much more satisfying and nourishing of a relationship than the little surface level stuff mm-hmm. yeah and I think like uh, yeah 
diving into it deeper like so like maybe on the surface it's like again I feel like salary is the easiest one to talk about yeah. but it's like are is that going to be something that bothers you just making more than him or do you feel like he's not applying himself like do you feel like he's a lazy person? oh like what's the underlying issue yeah. of the like, salary like thing? if yeah. you feel like oh he's a lazy person like is that gonna be like it, I mean that's that's a good reason to have a neck yeah. but if you feel like he's doing like what he loves doing and that's like his like passion like but like, if you're like dating to get to know this person that's gonna rear its ugly head in a yeah. different way not yeah. just like so. when you have the finance discussion or whatever like absolutely. you'll you'll know before it yeah. even gets to that if that's the actual underlying issue mm-hmm. absolutely so. yeah that's good good stuff all right last questions here winding down we're gonna speak to every season okay so single dating engaged and married and give some advice for each season. So single people first, what would you, <laughs> what's some good advice that you'd give to yourself back in that season? You know, like what's something that you would say? Me? Everyone's pointing at me. <laughs> um, I was single for a really long time on purpose. Um, I tell everyone, enjoy your season of singleness. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Maybe too much. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. But I think that is the a very small window of your life when you can be really selfish. You don't have kids, you don't have a spouse, you don't have anyone else depending on you to make decisions. You can learn what you're interested in, what you're not interested in, pick up new passion projects, travel, live somewhere different, explore some things. I think that is such a beautiful window of like self-discovery and such a benefit to get to have and really, really enjoy. I think so many people spend a lot of their phase of singleness waiting to be found or waiting for the next season to come or waiting for their spouse to come and appear and pick them up and not even enjoying that time that they had and have regrets about that later in life because it was a time that they wasted a little bit. So I think if anything, yes, you can be actively pursuing a spouse or a husband if that's what you want, but also enjoy and like spend time with your girlfriends and invest in other Mm -hmm. nourishing relationships and be around community that fulfills you in a way that you're not just looking for a spouse to you know complete you be Mm -hmm. a complete person in yourself in that time i feel like you hit the nail on the head Mm -hmm. and i think also like when you focus on those things you're investing in yourself and like figuring out who you are and then it's it's what's that like super cheesy thing it's like Run the race after the Lord and yeah. whoever's two years up, which is so cheesy, and I hate that I just said that. Kind of but it true. is kind of true. I thought like, you were gonna say like be the person you want to date. Or oh, honestly, <laughs> I, mean, honestly I love that, that, that line. So I love that line. Be the person yeah. I'm looking for is looking for. Yeah, yeah, and I think when you like put so much stress, and I understand my position is like, I, I understand that I've been married for a very <laughs> long time, but I think when you're single, I I imagine it can get very stressful, and you can probably like overthink things. I would just like relax as much as you can, yes. and just like enjoy the season because it's a season it's gonna it's like a phase life is just full of phases and like i would just hate for anybody to look back and be like wow i kind of wasted that because i was so stressed about like being single so yeah i think going on that kind of echoing but like again just being a little bit more lighthearted when you are like going on dates with people and just realizing like it's all gonna happen in perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And like maybe that's this guy that you're going on a date with tonight. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a guy that you're going on a date with in ten years. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. But just like yeah. I mean just just have fun. Just have fun. Enjoy. Yeah. Come on. 
I feel like life is so hard. Just have fun. I feel like, <laughs> which that's just Kevin speaking because I used to, that was never my motto. But like, yeah, it's just try and take life not so seriously because it throws a lot of um, hardship your way. Yeah. No one gets out alive. Yeah. No. That's not to belittle the feelings. Like there's heartbreak. Oh, it's very, very true. true. And like yes. we, we, all, we all know that. We've all felt that. But yeah. I think when you can, like choose joy. Yeah. yeah, chill out a little bit. Oh, we're so corny. I know. <laughs> you just got so and also do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about dating? Word of encouragement. You <laughs> kind of, you kind of, sort of yeah. just said like, like have fun when you're dating. You yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Like we meshed it a little bit. Dating. Um, gosh, I love my two date rule. I really do. Yeah. I appreciate that. Good. I, mean, I mean, if we didn't get a second, if like if I wasn't asked out on a second date, like that did happen, and then, and then fine, we just move on. We don't care about it. <laughs> Caveat question. Yeah. When do you think is? Cause I feel like these are the kind of questions that people like want to know but wouldn't ask. Like, yeah. when do you think is a good meter of a DTR? Like, how many dates would like? Ooh, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't put like a specific number of dates on it. I would do like the time, but again, that depends on how like um, serious or how much effort you're both putting in. So it's like, I would say like three months at a max is like kind of like, if you don't, if you, if you haven't like figured out what you are at three months, it's like someone needs to bring up. Oh the yeah, three months, that's kind of a long time. But, I mean, that's, but again, like, I don't know, Luke and I had the DTR conversation at a month, but we didn't, like, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend until three months. And I felt like three months was, like, a good time for us because it's, like, we did a month of, like, dating other people and then two months of, like, intentionally dating each other. This would be my answer for the dating phase of, we had such intentionality, both of us did, and I think... On our, literally on our third date, no jokes aside, we had a very intentional and like serious conversation about our past and our expectations moving forward and what we're looking for in a spouse and what we learned and why that changed our perspective and really kind of hashed out a lot of stuff that is honestly kind of some faux pas things. Like we talked about religion, we talked about politics, we talked about you know, what you want for a family, all of that. Cause which credit to Aaron, this was something of like, I don't want to waste your time. I respect you. And I can tell that I'm getting feelings for you and I don't want to waste your time. And so I would like to know that we line up on these foundational items before we get any more feelings involved, because I'm already getting a lot of feelings. And I was just like, wow, I wish more people would just have this approach because you spend months and months and months Till you may even find out like, oh, wow, we're very off on the political spectrum. And like, is that going to be an issue going Mm. forward? Or we're very off on our religious beliefs or whatever it is. And you at that point, you've already gotten very deep in your feels. And so I think if you have intention, I know that sounds scary and intense, but it doesn't have to be if you both approach it with curiosity and not shame and judgment of just trying to understand what they're looking for and set expectations. And if the expectation is marriage, it shouldn't be that scary to be talking about these things. That's good. In my opinion. Yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. I 
will say for sure, like you said, that is just so subjective for everyone. Because, mm. like, I listen to a lot of content, a lot of podcasts, a lot of books, a lot of stuff. And there's just so many, like, popular buzzwords mm-hmm. that you can get these, uh, I don't know, these frameworks or these ideologies because you heard that somewhere. Like, for instance, sure. the idea of love bombing or, mm-hmm. um, you know, gaslighting or, like, these different yeah. things. And someone can do something and you're, like, automatically think, oh, well, that's, that's what that is. Or, you know, like, yeah. you, I think almost it's easier to want to like look at the negative rather than, you know, the positive. So Mm -hmm. just something to kind of fight against, I guess. I know I haven't dated, um, in a hot (laughs) minute, but I will say, date your spouse. Oh, stop. (laughs) I mean, yes, but queen of Um, cheese tonight. I'm from, from the lens at least cause we dated in high school and middle or high school, middle school, (laughs) high school and college. And I, I just remember something that was so like in the forefront of my mind is don't ditch at, like family and friends just to date this person yes. and I feel like that can apply, so apply good. Like, at this age too is like don't just like devote your entire everything to hang oh out with goodness. this one person because no. I know what the heck like sure hopefully it works out but if it doesn't then like what are you left with yeah. and also but, what does that say about the person that they're either asking you to do that or you they make you feel like you want to do that and abort everything else like nobody else matters it's only you yeah i'm like "Mm, i don't i think that's a red flag really good so true call that back (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah all right engaged (laughs) oh gosh don't sweat the small sus truly Goodness. My biggest thing is don't spend so much time worrying about the wedding and the details of the wedding that you put zero effort in planning into what your marriage is actually going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of like reading and discussion questions and get involved in some premarital counseling, do some expectation setting of things that you probably like didn't even know that you needed to talk about and like hash that out and before you're even married. I think that that has been such a gift for us is there wasn't a lot of surprises because we were very intentional about expectation setting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge before you get married of like plan and invest in the actual marriage and not just in the wedding itself. As a couple that did do that, we did not prepare. We were 21 and 22 and we were like planning our wedding. plan about the things that matter not not the table linens or anything that's irrelevant um we learned the hard way on a lot of those things we made it but you know it's investing important stuff in that season yeah Mm -hmm. um i think like during our like my only like whole dating experience i like asked him like a whole bunch of questions like when we got to like pre marital counseling they were like oh you've already covered all this i was like yes (laughs) anxiety i had it um but i yeah i just going back to like don't sweat the small stuff i feel like for me like when we got engaged i like almost like hit hit, like a freak out moment because i was like so stressed about the wedding and like it like became real that we were like doing the rest of our lives together and i forgot to like again because anxiety I would like was so stressed about like everything that could go wrong like I don't think I like really took a breath and like enjoyed that season Mm -hmm. as like well as I could have um yeah and it I mean don't let it rob you of like how sweet that season oh it's so special it's and it's Mm -hmm. so short well like it can be you know it can be long but it's just it's so short don't let it slip away and then not be something sweet to look back on yeah 
you know who that person is. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said yes. Like, yeah. trust yourself. Yeah. Trust your yeah. relationship. And enjoy. Have fun. Yeah. Let's go Invest back to having fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And lastly, <laughs> marriage. Don't stop me with all your years of wisdom. Right. Oh my god. No, I feel like that's so much pressure. <laughs> think of speaking to like millennial or like like people in their twenties and thirties, not obviously people that are like older yeah. that have been doing if you this have forever. A go. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have yeah. Go. Um, I feel like the first part of our marriage, I like if I got my feelings hurt, I would like let it marinate, and then when I finally expressed them, and he would like genuinely apologize I would still like be hurt for a while longer and I like I don't know if it was just like I wasn't practicing grace or like I had held on to it for so long before telling him that it was harder for me to like let it go Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think my advice especially when you're first starting out is like just understanding like you're like yes you know each other you've been engaged but like living together being married is like you, you have to have like a different level of grace there and being like open and honest like with your feelings like when things have upset you and hearing the apology mm-hmm. and letting it go you yes your, the whole yeah. rest of your life and like you're gonna be upset for a couple more days bad you know um, <laughs> a couple more days even after like he genuinely understood like why he, like how it hurt mm-hmm. you like you're just robbing yourselves of like time and you I mean, hopefully you have a lot of time together, but you really just don't know. So, yeah. yeah. That kind of speaks to mine a little bit, too, is, but don't, like, in those situations, even you acknowledging, like, okay, I'm, my, I'm a little prone to let this fester for a while and being open and, like, communicating that mm-hmm. because at the same time, he'll probably understand that, too, and then you can acknowledge maybe your shortcomings and, like, work towards getting better like that's all life is is just like trying to improve as human beings and so I think in a marriage that's my biggest thing is I never wanted to stop improving um for the betterment of myself but also like my husband and our family and all the people like in my life and so I think that marriage teaches you a lot of honestly being selfless and if you're not well you're gonna figure it out really soon (laughs) because it's just such a requirement um and so my biggest thing would just be never stop being open to improvement and just mm-hmm. being better in whatever capacity that looks like in whatever season yeah. you're in. Yeah, it's so true. I think for me, um, I think a big component of it is respect. And in that comes speaking highly of your spouse in all contexts. Mm-hmm. With your best of friends that you know got your back and would never say anything you still should not share mm-hmm. intimate details of your disagreements or your whatever with anyone. Like you need to have that in your relationship and resolve that in your relationship and have forgiveness and grace with each other. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to talk to your mom about it, your best friend about it, anybody else about it. Right. I think you only need to share about the positive thing. And you can, you can be, I mean, honest. It's not like you're lying or hiding things. And of course, if there's of concern, share that. But there's a way in which you bring it up yes. too. And that like venting versus I'm coming to you as friends and like I'm kind of struggling with this without yes. sharing the gory details necessarily yes. that disrespects your spouse. Correct. Right? Yeah. Just be respectful of how you talk mm-hmm. about your spouse and almost one up that of like speaking very highly of them yeah. to yeah. other people around you in your community. And I think that 
in this culture it's like it's so gossipy and I think mm -hmm. girls are even worse about this about it's our default like, yeah and about just like trash talking all the little nuances of their relationship and I just think that it's really sad and really unhealthy and I and that I feeds really into how you that. feel yeah. too like if it I'm does. talking crap about Kevin on the reg then that's going to like feed into how I feel about him too right. but it's like right. maybe if I'm upset with him I'm still going to respect the heck out of him and speak highly of him and then that like it just it affects how you feel inwardly totally. too totally i think uh it like i i do, yeah i would say i, I agree <laughs> yeah. i would agree but i think it's like that's such an unattractive characteristic oh yeah. i think did we say that was a red flag because if Huge we did red flag. it's definitely a red flag i think we kind of hinted on like mm -hmm. how they talk about other people but specifically like how you talk about your spouse yeah oh but but it's like when i do have friends that talk so like glowingly about their husbands i'm like that's such like a beautiful oh characteristic. It's yeah so, it's like so universally nice. received well us to think poorly of aaron either like you of course you don't Truly. like i don't want any of y'all to think poorly of kevin or by like yes. vice versa so just, and you would not want them to speak that way about you exactly and why do you feel like that's okay to speak exactly. that way about them mm -hmm. i just feel like that is really bad in our culture Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah well, good stuff, girls. <laughs> that was fun. I like talking to y'all. See, it's not so bad. It's not so no, bad. No, y'all did great. Well, yeah. Much less tackles. Yeah, much Stuff less tackles. We're just like, it's over. We're just so anxiety ridden. We just. <laughs> We're just like, what could go wrong? It will go wrong. But it's like, we love our spouses. We'll happily talk about them, but I'm unqualified. <laughs> well, good stuff. Hopefully, this was helpful. Yeah, hopefully, it was helpful and. Love Relatable. your people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time.